in case you missed it, my book Anatomy of Abundance hit the market and it is officially an Amazon bestseller. We couldn't have done it without your help. Thank you for being here and supporting me. If you haven't picked up your copy, pick it up today. Learn how to transcend the limits of scarcity and rewrite your life's narrative, transforming it into a story of boundless prosperity and fulfillment with Anatomy of Abundance. Join renowned author Petrina Wisdom and 16 Brilliant Minds on a Transformative Journey. Discover awe-inspiring narratives and empowering strategies to attain abundance in relationships, career, health, and wealth. Every purchase breathes life into a remarkable cause, donating book proceeds to the Shine Organization. Shine Organization empowers sex trafficking survivors to break free from scarcity, fear, and past traumas, and boldly create their own unique path to abundance through entrepreneurship. Buy your copy today. You're listening to Fuck Being Stuck, the podcast where we spotlight women who've gone from managing to mastering life's challenges and the badass practitioners that are changing the way we heal. I'm Dr. Sabrina Nicole, psychologist, coach, author, and speaker. But more importantly, I'm a woman who had my own journey to mastering chronic pain. You don't need to be stuck anymore. Fuck that. Hello, everyone. I'm so excited about today's episode. Today, I get the pleasure of interviewing Yerlin Ramirez. She's an amazing woman, y'all. This bio I'm about to read doesn't really sum up all the wonderful things that she has overcome and done. Basically, she's an unconventional alchemist of science, spirit, and money, and she can help you expand your energy to receive time freedom, and millions have been made for herself and her clients. But we always know there's a journey to get to this point that she is in her career and her life now, and she's going to share that with us. Welcome, Yerlin. Thank you so much, Sabrina, for having me here, and thank you to everybody that is listening now. My name is Yerlin Ramirez. I am from Costa Rica, beautiful paradise here. And I am absolutely happy to be here and just to share with you what my journey has been. And it's true. I always have trouble with bios because it's like, you know, how do you put who you are in, in these tiny little <laughs> characters? You, because, they, you know, they're, we are so, so much more. And But yeah, basically what I said is true. I'm unconventional alchemist. I just alchemize things and create beautiful things. Or in the words of my clients, I am like a living Vitamix. They, you come throw some things in it and then mix it and then you get something completely different out of it. So that's my work. I'm like a wow. human Vitamix. <laughs> that's where you ended up. But I want you to share how you started out because I first heard about you through Dr. Joe Dispenza's group and I was obsessed with watching testimonials and I saw your testimonial about your journey and the challenges you went through. Can you share with our listeners a little bit about that? Yeah. So the thing is, I had this, I, I was, you know, I'm going to start like a like little back. I was 10 days away from moving to South Africa to marry this fiance of mine that I had at the time. I was three months pregnant. I have moved all my stuff to South Africa. We have a house re there ready. I've sold all my things in Costa Rica to move over there. You know, I was about to start a new life, a new family, a new marriage, like everything in it. And then 10 days before that, I have this accident where I falls on the height of a fourth floor. And when I fell, I hit an empty cement pool and I broke my spine and my legs. I was shattering to pieces. And I was told the next day I woke up with, you know, white, white lights all over me. 
and with the news that I would never be able to walk again and that the doctors needed to amputate my leg because, you know, it was destroyed, shattering to pieces. So, of course, imagine like how that felt for me. I was absolutely destroyed with that. And, and and when the doctors told me I was never going to be able to walk, that was like really, really, you know, impactful and shocking for me because I definitely wasn't expecting that. But then suddenly I was. Um, it took a doctor's like a whole week where they had me in a hole with no pills, no painkillers, no nothing with a broken spine and a broken leg. And then finally, after five days, they decided what to do with me. They did a special kind of surgery to save my leg so that, you know, like kind of rebuild it in titanium but still saving my leg. And then the next day they need another, uh, they needed another surgery to rebuild my spine in titanium and see if I could be able to walk. So they did that and they said that I, I would eventually walk, but it would take me around two years in order to be able to walk because the damage that I had in my spine and my leg combined. So, you know, I remember like feeling all the desperation of these things. And then when I when I finished the surgery with the doctor, the spine surgery, I called my fiance and I'm like, hey, I survived. I'm ready. As soon as they let me, I'm going to get an airplane. And then the guy responded to me, this relationship is no longer good to me anymore. We need to break up. And then like he leaves me right there in pieces when I'm like, I have a broken spine, I have a broken leg. I have just lost our unborn child. I don't know if I ever going to work. I was 10 days to move to South Africa. I have canceled my health insurance. I have put all my money in South Africa. He had even taken all my suitcases over there. And then he leaves me right there. So that was a time where I felt, you know, and because I was moving to South Africa, I was just canceled my, I had just canceled my health insurance. So I was left like $200,000 in debt at that point, you know, from all of that. And that is considering that the government paid parts of my surgeries. So that was a really challenging time because I was like, you know, emotionally broken, financially broken, spiritually broken, physically broken, heartbroken. I was like all the broken that can be in one moment of time. So I didn't even know like what kind of pain to feel. Do I feel the pain that I just lost my unborn child? Do I feel the pain that the guy I was going to marry and be with my rest of my life just left me? Do I feel the point that I will never actually know if I will ever walk again or the pain that I don't know how I'm going to pay for my mortgage mm -hmm. and my children or my thing or the pain that my body's actually broken in pieces right now? Like, what do I do? You know, it was so overwhelming that I, I didn't even know what to do. And that's starting a journey that was like the, you know, it was like the beginning of a whole different life because that's, I, I knew about Dr. Joe's uh, dispenser work. I have been into like seven of his advanced retreat and I knew him since he was, since he was just 30 of us in a room. So I, I knew him and I knew that work and I knew, and I also have a specialization in neuroscience and brain plasticity. So I knew how the brain works, you know, but one thing is to know something. Another thing is to be the embodiment and the walking of your talking, you know. So I started applying all the things that I was, uh, you know, that I have learned and that I knew. And I started receiving all these messages from mm -hmm. spirits and downloads and creations. And then the, you know, the impossible happened. I rebuilt my whole body in just eight weeks and just eight weeks later. After I've been told that it would take me two years, eight weeks later, I was walking again. I managed to walk again. And week nine, I was in an airplane, all tied up in the airplane in my way to Bali to teach a certification in Bali. And then from there, people from all over the world started calling me. Hey, can you come and teach here? Hey, can you come and do this? So that took me on a journey that has been over 
87 countries in all seven continents that I've been teaching and sharing and learning and bringing my knowledge and everything. And yeah, and that's how it started. You know, I went from being $200,000 in debt to build half a million dollars after that in just a few months after. After that, you know, I started helping a lot of people and people started calling me and I started going all over. And then my, yeah, my company created millions and a lot of money. And yeah, it has been like, it has been a lot. And then I transitioned from just helping people to heal and to helping people with their mindset, with their energetics, with their money, with their business, with their creations, with their love and relationships. And yeah, and today I have a school with 350 different programs in it, modules in it. So yeah, my, and it's called the Unconventional mm. School of Wisdom and Business as a result of that wisdom. And yeah, that's kind of like the story in a nutshell wow. or how and what I, I just happened. can't even imagine one of those things, let alone all of them happening at the same time. So so break down the eight weeks for me. Like, what are you doing? Are you, are you in a hospital? Are you in a rehab center? And what are you doing with your time mentally? How? What are you telling yourself during those eight weeks? Yeah, that's a very good question because uh, in that time, you know, the one thing I had is time because I couldn't do anything. I couldn't move. I was like paralyzed in a bed. So it's funny because first I was at the hospital, but, you know, hospitals don't really want to have you in there so much mm-hmm. because there's so many bacteria in there. So they, they would rather okay. that you're in your house. So I'll, I think that like a, a week, maybe like a week or 10 days later or something like that, mm-hmm. they sent me home. And I remember this this uh, time, this moment, Sabrina, where I was at the hospital in a hospital bed, and it's a hospital. Everybody can walk in your room or anything. And I see this woman enter the room, and this woman started telling me all of these things. She started telling me that she has a message for me from God and all these things. And then she started saying, like, oh, you're here today, and you don't understand any of this, but I just want to tell you that you know, you're going to make it just fine from here. And God is going to use your story and your testimonial. You're going to help so many people. You're going to be a warrior of life. You're going to help so many people. And I was so angry. I took like the pillows and I started throwing it at this woman. You know, I am like, I am not interested. What happened with my free will? I don't want to be God's warrior of life. I don't want to help people. I just want to be married with my fiance and my baby that is gone. I just want to walk again. This is my free willing, like kind of like, you know, like I don't care about what God wants. And I just kicked this woman out of the room, you know, and what <laughs> she was doing, I think that she was just like giving a transmission, like, you know, she was having a vision mm. of what my life was going to become at that moment. And after that, I went home and I just started, you know, as I didn't have anything to do, my children were a very big part of it. And I always give this credit to Nicole, my daughter, because she's an old, ancient, wise soul. Remember this time that I was sitting in bed and I was just crying. Then my daughter comes to me and says, mommy, are you in pain? And I'm like, no, Nikki, but you know, I, there's no path. I can't see a path ahead of me. Like I just lost my new life, my new baby. I lost my fiance, the man. I don't know if I'm going to be able to keep you or to keep this house. Like I cannot see a path ahead of me anymore. Now my daughter tells me this story and she goes, and at that time, it was six years ago, 19. So she was 13 years old. And she looks at me and she said, mommy, remember this, the, when you have taken us to the forest and we see the ants? And I'm like, yes. And then like, 
ants communicate through each other through a hormone, and that's how they communicate to each other. But sometimes, because they're in a forest, the leaves come, and then the leaves cover the path that the other ants have left for them. And at that moment, the ant needs to ask herself a question. Do I go back like I failed or and I, and I couldn't find the path? Or do I start taking one leaf at a time, one leaf at a time? Because, mommy, the path hasn't gone anywhere. The path is just covered by the leaves. So it's time to ask yourself, what kind of ant are you, mommy? You know, and that really changed my life, like right there, you know. That was like... What wisdom in that young girl, like what wisdom your daughter had to just tell you that story. Like that is so beautiful. And you were like, who taught her that? Did I tell, teach her that? Right. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Kids are like, they, they're, they're from another planet. My kids are amazing. Yeah. I remember this one time I was like, right. Maybe like a couple of months after that, I was, uh, I was at the beach and I was looking at the horizon and it was this beautiful sunset. And my daughter is like, mommy, don't tell me you're thinking about, you know, that guy. And I'm like, no, no, I was just literally lo- just looking at the sunset. She said, good, because I don't want to see you making yourself small because someone didn't know how to be big enough for you. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> I was with a client from Guatemala. And my client I was like, I think I'm going to hire your daughter. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> <laughs> That's the real coach there. Yes. <laughs> so, so, yeah, my my kids have a, had a lot to do with it. Like they really like helped me go through it. But as for me, what was I thinking? What was I doing? I've told my clients that there is a question that I ask myself that shift and change everything for me. And that question was, what's the alternative? What's the alternative? Because for me, it was like, if I don't get out of this bed, if I don't take my life back, what's the alternative? Well, the alternative is that probably I'm going to have to live on charity for people from people the rest of my life. Um, you know, the father is going to take away my children because I cannot pay for them of the house. I'm not going to have my children. I'm going to have to live on charity. I'm going to have to be like poor me the rest of my life. I'm going to feel miserable and bad and all these things. That's the alternative if I don't get out of this bed. This is like what is at, what is waiting for me. And then I look at that alternative and I'm like, I don't like this alternative. I'm not going to be this person. I'm going to write a different story. This story, even though it's who I am right now or what my circumstances right now, this is not who I'm going to be. And I remember that I'm like, well, my legs don't work. I'm paralyzed, but my arms do. My my hands work. So that's where I took my computer and I started writing. I started writing in Dr. Joe's dispensers group. I started writing you know, sharing my journey with the people or what I was thinking, what I was doing. Like I brought my audience in a, it wasn't my audience. It was just my friends at that moment. I brought them in a journey with me. And every day I would Mm. share with them, you know, what happened today, what did today. But I think that another big motivation that we, (laughs) this is me and this is personal, but I hate it having people like changing my diapers and wiping my butt. I'm like, Mm. I tell people, if you woke up today and you can wipe your own butt, you're having an amazing day because there is a lot of people that cannot do that. So there I was, I was 37 years old and I was a 37 years old baby. I needed to have people giving me baths, people changing my diapers, people like feeding me in my mouth. And it was so uncomfortable. So I remember that I started my my main motivation at the time is like, 
God, dear body, dear universe, grant me the strength to be able to sit so that then I can be taken in a wheelchair so that then I can go to a toilet. Like, please grant me the strength to be able to sit. And then I started using my arms to pulling myself, you know, from the from the bedboard. And then I could sit. And then when I developed those muscles to sit, I developed muscles to be able to like hold myself a little bit. And then I could like move a little bit to go into a wheelchair. And I just wanted to make it to the bathroom. <laughs> and that was a big motivation for me. Yeah, like the first time that I could sit in a toilet again, the first time that I could brush my teeth again, you know, in the in the little mm. sink that I had. Very simple things were my motivation. Like we think we take so many things for granted. Like I remember, you know, I had to uh, I, people had to come and cut my hair because it was so long and so hard to take care of. And I was in bed. So I remember the first time that I could sit in a shower in the first floor of my house in there and feel the water coming from a shower mm -hmm. in my hair. It felt so good to be able to take a shower, to be able to go to the bathroom, to be able to brush my teeth, you know, things that are so simple that so many times we take for granted. Those were big motivations for me at the time. You know, I wasn't thinking, oh, with grandiose ideas, life, millions, multi-millions, people impacting. I was thinking just like, what is my next thing so I can make my life a little better? And that at that moment, That was like being strong enough that I can be that I can go to a toilet. Then from that is like being strong enough that I can sit to in a chair to be able to have a shower. Be strong enough that I can be taken out to the house in a wheelchair and see the light and the wind. So it was very small little wins every day. Wow. Wow. Small wins. It's all about the small wins. And taking the and appreciating the small things that we take for granted. In that moment, yeah, yes, it so was funny. like, you know, things that we don't, that we actually think that they're uncomfortable or they're like a burden, you know, go to the bathroom, peeing, coughing, sneezing, all of these things. And then, you know, me, when I had all these surgeries, feeling that if I cough or sneeze, it felt like the whole surgery was op being opened apart and so much pain. So like the blessing and the daily things of life, mm -hmm. being able to have a body that does the bodily functions just right at that moment but for me it was like what's the alternative asking those questions choosing another alternative another story uh focusing in the small wings in the next one thing that motivated me and then you know and from there having everything around me supporting that my body was healing so my daughters and my family put pictures of me hiking, pictures of me dancing, pictures of me. I had pictures about me that constantly reminded me of who I was in that moment as I was healing. Wow. So at what point did this turn into the business of coaching people and helping people, you mm. know, get their freedom? At what point did this evolve? You know, My my business has always grown up very organically. Like I have never tried to be something. I always have, I made a deal with God a long time ago. I made a deal with God that I swear by it. I made this deal with God that said, God, I will take care of the people and you take care of me. I will serve the people mm -hmm. and you serve me. And until this day, that has been true. So for me, it was like, how can I serve the people? So when people started hearing my story, 
you know, I started receiving all this message from people. Um, how did you do it? How did you do it? Because, you know, when I healed so fast, I even had the director of human potential, Stanford University, flying to Costa Rica to, to be with me and interview me and study my brain and spend time with me. So it became like a big thing. You know, I went into doc- Dr. Joe Dispenza testimonials. Like I had a lot of things that started going on. I was featuring magazine and in TVs and like all uh, all of these things. So um, a lot of people started reaching out to me for healing and for healing and for healing. And there is a time where I could just not take care of all the people. So I decided to put a course together for people that wanted to heal. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I started doing that. Uh, I did my first online training in 2019, which was called The Path to Healing and Manifesting. And I did that. I launched the first course. And then after that, I continue helping people with that. And then I went to a part where it's just like, well, it's not that people is that it's not the disease, what the root of this is. It's like their mind, what they're thinking, what they're doing. Then I, I started like starting teaching very deeply about energetics and mindset and all of these. And then I move into, okay, it's not just that, it's the spiritual part. And then I started like learning a lot. I was called to the plant medicines. And then I learned a lot about the shamanism and the spiritual path and the creation of all of that. And then because of the things that I was doing, I started making a lot of money in my business and I people's lives were being changed financially, in love, in, in their business, in how they were as parents, as humans, as daughters, as song, and all of that. And then I created a business from there from with a lot of flow and easiness and alignment. And then people mm-hmm. was like, well, how do you do it? How did you do this part? So I started teaching people like, okay, this is how you create a business that is in alignment and flow and easiness, you know, with feminine energetics and not with the hustle and the burnout. So yeah, that's like people, I have always created what people ask me to. They ask me, how did you do certain thing? And then I create something for them. So yeah, I'm the results of their questions. Wow. Wow. So basically you were meeting their needs, but through your own experience, you were able to create something. Yeah. um, So that was meaningful. The thing is like nothing that I ever created, I created just because just because I thought, oh, this is what is going to make money or this is what people want to hear. The most important thing to me, because I think that people has like a BS thermometer, like, you know, like this is bullshit. This person is not like, I really feel that people can feel your vibration. And if you're embodying that, if you have like the energetic authority and blueprint of that, or if you just like vomiting something that you just learned from someone else, you know, or if you mm-hmm. really are the embodiment or that. So for me, I just thought, things that are my own life experience you know like I was at war with my brain for so many years so then I mastered my brain and my brain is like my best friend my mind my thoughts they're like it's like a sacred oasis for me my mind and my thoughts are not a word with myself so I think I teach people about that then I was in toxic relationships and in so very bad relationships with men through my life and then I learned and then I married my soulmate and I'm so you know so happily married to my husband and then I thought about love and relationships and then you know I created the business with a lot of money through that and then I was teaching about that then I there's a moment where I gave my power away and I did things that I didn't like to please other people then I teach about inner power and inner authority and like every single thing that I teach is because I have gone through 
that journey. My mother died with COVID and I had to navigate, mm-hmm. you know, a business that was making a lot of money, a life that was amazing and grief at the same time. So I teach about navigating duality and about like holding the emotions. And like all the work that I do, I do it because people have asked me for, but also because of my own life, like what's moving in my life. And what I have found is that we're all more connected than we think. And something that I've been navigating in my life happens to serve a lot of people because people are either healing from that or moving away from that, or they just want to master that thing. So it comes from just my my own life. You know, I said the other day, I create as life creates me. I am her muse. I let her play my chords. And all I do is I play the music for her. And in the moment, a lot of people benefit from it. Wow. So your method to to healing, everything really is unconventional. I mean, you go to the doctor, they say you're never going to walk. You don't just take that. You realize that there was more than just the physical component to your healing. So what advice do you give to listeners who are navigating their own struggles with health challenges or, you know, maybe a doctor told them that there was nothing that could be done? What message can you offer them? The first thing that I would tell people is to give yourself permission to be a rebel, you know, to be a rebel, Mm -hmm. to not accept and go with everything. And not going to (laughs) be, may not be such a good advice, but when I remember when doctor said, you know, it's going to take you two years in order to be able to walk. I remember that inside of me, I say like, you don't know me, watch me. Like, that's like, you know, I just remember Mm -hmm. that inside of me, like, you have no idea who you're talking to. You don't know me. Like, watch me, you know, like sit down and watch me. So for me, it was very important because I feel that doctors are amazing. They did an amazing labor of love and they have such good intentions. But the thing is, when you go to the doctor, what's the first thing that they ask you? Like, what's your name? Did they care? Like, what's your name? That means that they don't even know your name. So if they don't know your name, how can you pretend that they know everything about you? Like, they know a lot. They're amazing. They're doing labor of love for humanity. But they don't have the last word. Like, you are your own universe. You literally have an army of cells that are listening to you, a worker, an army of workers that are listening to every one of your words to yourself. And they're putting themselves together. They're doing such an amazing job. And if you, we just let them do the job and we support that, they can do amazing things. So the first thing that I would say is like, you know, listen to the advice, but don't, don't take it like it's the end of the world. Like you mm-hmm. go, you do your way, do your thing. Like there's so much, there, there are worlds. And realms that we don't even understand and not everything, especially in, in Western medicine, there's so much that we still don't know, you know, that we're so much behind of mind over matter or spirit in a way to matter and creations. I've seen people do and come from places that people thought they would never come back, you know, and then they do and then they have amazing lives. So my advice would be listen, but don't take it too seriously. Don't give your power away because someone is wearing a white gown. Like, don't. And the other part that I would say with this is like, ask what is this teaching you? Like, what is this coming here to teach you? You know, what have you learned from this? To me, I learned, I have like, 
people say that so many times I look like I'm drunk because I'm like funny and making jokes and just like enjoying life and being so silly and goofy. I mean, when I'm teaching, I'm a different person, but most of my life, I'm like a child. I'm so in awe and like, you know, and I'm like, I learned that life can be taken in any moment. I live in joy in my, in my day. I am so grateful when I go to the bathroom and I can pee or poop or sneeze or cough or anything and my body can support me on that. So what is this coming to teach me? So what's the teaching in this? And the other part is, do I have the, the capacity to detach from the diagnosis? Do I have mm. the capacity to not create an association with the diagnosis or the disease? Because a lot of people, they have created such a, a bonding relationship that they now feel very safe with the disease. And their disease becomes like a comfort blanket, you know, like a comfort blanket that is easier for me. And this is like now a reason for many things. So see if, can I have the capacity to detach myself from my disease or from whatever it is that I'm going through? Like, can I do that? Or do I associate myself? You know, when people say like, I am, I don't know, like I am, you know, I have, I have high blood pressure or I'm diabetes or diabetic or, you know, that is like, Mm -hmm. why are you saying I am that? Like you're literally creating Mm. a statement. Like I am, you're giving the power to that thing saying that you are that thing, you know? So it was like, don't associate a being with a condition. Associate being of yourself with just beautiful things that you want. I am love. I am abundance. I am power. I am like service. I am creation. I am beauty. I am all the beautiful things. You go ahead and use I am statements, but never use I am statements for something that you don't want it to be completely true because then you're making it true. Sure. And then that comes the story that you retell. So the next person calls you, oh, you know, I have fill in the blank. And then that it gets reinforced over and over again with attention and other things. That's so true. Yeah, there was a time where I had this this uh, trainer, you know, one of my trainers that he met this person and the person say like, I am um, hypertension, like, you know, like hy- hypertension, like a person that has high blood pressure mm-hmm. or like hypertension mm-hmm. in Spanish. And then the person said, like, I am hypertension. And then he jumped up and he said, oh, my God, I never met hypertension in person. I thought it was just a disease. <laughs> need your hypertension, you know, like, because the guy was, like, uh-huh. associating himself with that. And then, he, you know, he made a point to us about that. Like, people associate themselves with a condition that they, that they are passing through. And then that becomes their identity. And then so much is uh, created after that identity. So... Yeah. Yes. Wow. So tell us um, a little bit about your your business. And so I'm assuming you have coaching programs in addition to your courses and things like that. And you're probably doing lots of speaking engagements. Please share about some of that. Yeah. Well, you know, I created, especially for me, I created so much. I have 350 different programs and trainings and modules and They're all in the unconventional school of wisdom and business. So I have a school. Basically, what I did is I put everything that I would like that someone took me through in a year. And I created like a, you know, like a 
like a master's degree in a curriculum in a school where you can go and you have everything. This is what you need for your energetics part. This is what you need for your mastering your money. This is what you need for your receiving. This is what you need for your lineage and ancestor healing. This is what you need for business mm-hmm. and content and mastering and like money, clients. Like I put everything together in the school so that people have a curriculum that they can go through. So the school has all this library of trainings and things where people can come and join and, and, you know, and go through the whole process. And I created that because I was frustrated of investing so much in so many things and not feeling that I had a place where was like all of it, all of it, because I was like mentor that is for business, mentor that is for money, mentor that is for energy, mentor that is for spiritual. I'm like, how come, like, I need to create a place that has all of it so people don't have to mm. be like a ping pong ball going here, going there, going there, but you have everything in it. So that's why I, cre- I created the unconventional school, which has all the library, all the trainings. And it also it's like the closest place to me because I also mentor people in there. I coach people in there. You can have one on one sessions with me in there that you can have. And then for other people that want to just like, you know, like be plugging, but you know, not not as the level of the school. Then I have the transformation membership that people can come every month and receive and be. You can join if you join. Is uh, you know, it's just ninety seven dollars, and then you immediately get access to over like six thousand dollars of programs and things, and then you're just paying ninety seven dollars, which is very, you know, affordable for someone that wants to start their transformation in their journey and still don't have a large budget for it. So there's also something for everybody. And then there are like the VIP days and the retreats and the plant medicine ceremonies. And there is a lot. So basically, I always invite people to reach out. My Instagram is open. My messages are open. Reach out and see what what works for you. Like, what can we do together? Okay. And your website is yourlynramirez.com. Is that where the listeners can go for more information? Yeah, they can go in there, they can send my message, they can go to my Instagram or my Facebook, like they can just go anywhere in there and always get back to the people. And she means that because that's how I got her on this podcast. I sent her a DM on Instagram (laughs) and she responded. So she does respond to her emails and DMs. I respond personally. Like that is something that I haven't, I I have a team that helped me with other things. But anything that is communications with me, I still, I, I don't know, maybe at some point I won't, but I love to, to interact with the people myself, you know, like I love to have that connection with the people. So, yeah, I do respond to everybody. Yes. Thank you for that. I appreciate that. So that is it for today's episode. Thank you, Yerlin. You are amazing. Thank you for bringing your energy and your wisdom and for inspiring us. Thank you so much, Sabrina, for having me. And thank you so much to everybody that is listening. I look forward to serve you and to share the magic and to create beautiful stories in this life every day for all of you. Thank you. Yes. And please subscribe to the show and send us a message. Leave us a comment. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks so much for tuning into Fuck Being Stuck, the podcast. Be sure to check out the show's notes for this episode on www.drsabrinanicole.com and follow us on social media. If you like this episode, make sure to subscribe and leave a review. We'll be back next week with more. See you then.